Forged is a podcast exploring the human stories behind the paperwork that proves our identities, as well as the innovations that have the potential to change the landscape for documentation globally. Inspired by the documentary Forged, which follows Syrians displaced by war struggling to obtain documentation and move on from the conflict, many only have the option of turning to forgers to create illegitimate documents with their real legitimate information on them. I'm your host, Lauren Anders Brown, and I myself have migrated multiple times and have witnessed firsthand how documentation, or the lack of it, can control people's lives. In this series of conversations, we'll be hearing how this impacts different sectors of society, health, security, technology, education, marriage, finance, and the human rights issues at stake. Today, you'll be hearing from Ali Alibrahim. Ali is the director of One Day in Aleppo. The film won 16 international awards. He is also a writer, investigative journalist, a documentary filmmaker, and proud to say the co-director of the documentary Forged. He is a fellow at TED International, and he has been awarded as the best young journalist by BBC. He also received the Samir Kassar Freedom of the Press Award by the European Union. The GIJN chose him in 2019 as one of the best investigative journalists. Ali has participated in cross-border investigations with the OCCRP, The Guardian, and others. Ali is joining us today, not from Syria, but from Sweden. Ali, could you tell me what initially made you migrate and what that journey was like for someone who holds a passport from Syria, the third most difficult passport in the world to travel on, just behind Afghanistan and Iran? Thank you so much, Lauren. I'm so proud to be part in this project. Uh, in 2011, I survived the prison and destination center of the Syria region. I was arrested for filming peaceful demonstration. I need a way to express myself through the use of images. I also survived ISIS prison in 2013. I was arrested for being a journalist. Just after that, I was persecuted again with my colleague Faraz investigative, the Islamic group control in the education. Once again, once again, the only way to save the memory of my childhood was journalism. I was seen the worst a human can see for suffering to operation. My eyes have seen many things, including the using Syria regime of chemical weapons. I lost my mother and my sister and my colleague. So I emigrated and ran away, escaped from my country so that I could complete my work and continue to make some investigation about what has actually happening in my country. That's a lot to have to move with, Ali. Um, the loss of not only your closest family members, but almost your entire understanding and country and to leave. Um, so during your journey, what challenges did you face and were any of them related to whether you had documentation or not? 
In 2015, uh, the Syrian regime dropped a barrel bombing in our house with the barrel bombing. All the documents were gone. I don't have any documents at that time. As I told you, I lost my mother, my sister, and I lost all the document. My travel has stopped many times due to not have any passport or any document documentation. My father finally found me an old passport from 2007. I used it to prove my identity and travel. So the big things to lost your document and to try to make some, some things or to find your dream. So that's what has happening and that's what with happening now with a million of the Syria, Syrian uh, young men in the North Syria. You were quite lucky actually to find that old passport. But um, so, so it, let me understand, it wasn't a valid passport, but it was one that just proved that um, who you were, correct? It's not as a valid, it's uh, because expired the date, just that's time they need to verify my identity and they needed a passport. And when I lost all my document uh, after the Syria regime dropped the parallel bombing, I don't have any way to uh, identify myself without passport or ID or documents. So they, the, this is all passport just helped me to identify myself and to be as Ali, just that. This is name Ali and he have this passport. So they, they helped me to fix um, a travel document one time to, to arriving to Sweden. Uh, and that's time take a lot of time with uh, a lot of like um, uh, uh, process with uh, uh, asylum refugees, but that's not for each one. Uh, that should be to, I mean, to some people, as you say, lucky people can traveling to other country without this document after they can verify um, himself with the passport or with ID, old passport or I, old ID. But as I told you, I'm lucky to find my passport, but that's with, I think it's 10 million Syrian people didn't have any uh, like passport, old or new passport. Now, last research I reading uh, around 15 million now like uh, needed some like document, someone of document, ID or passport or paper or some any documentation in all Syria and especially 4 million living in North Syria. So when you said that they helped you get a one-time travel document to Sweden, who was it that helped you? That's the, the, the immigration center in the Sweden. They sometimes like when you have like um, uh, the ICORN, this is ICORN like organization help some journalist and some writer to um, find a new life in other country with calibrate with the immigration center in the country. So 
uh, after the like uh, the embassy verify your uh, your your name or your identity they help you sometimes as i told you some lucky people to give them as one like uh, as a paper to traveling and this paper you can't using to traveling to other country just you traveling one time and one travel to the country and to stay in that country and was there an expiration date on that travel document from sweden no that that's document expired and you can't using again so that's time uh, i i go to the embassy uh, one time in the stockholm and make uh, the passport and pay eight thousand dollar for the passport two years and um that's time the Syria regime starting to give uh, people uh, uh, s- uh, some like um, uh, passport, but they should to pay with the dollar, $800. As you know, uh, like 80% from the Syrian people inside Syria, 80%, they are poor and they didn't have more $100 each month. And during the like some organization human rights organizations says uh, 21 million syrian living like without uh, uh, any like uh, every month without food without uh, um, uh, uh, like electric without uh, water without internet so this cost like 800 dollar to pay to having a passport it's so hard for the Syrian people to pay $800 to receiving a passport for two years. So that's time to can to be and stay here in Sweden. I should to apply to passport in the, as I told you, in the embassy. And then I apply for a passport and I get a one for two years and with the pay $800. Some lucky people can pay this amount and the million they can't and they don't have food and they don't have like uh, any other like kind of the life. They living in the camp, they living in the area under siege, they living in the area under the barrel bombing and with the military make a siege. So they they can go to the Syrian uh, regime uh, like area and they can't you know if you if you if you know like around 145,000 young men arrested from 2011 and 2000, uh, 2021 so all these thousands just they are arrested just because uh, they try and they needed uh, and to building the future and they needed to make some change when they try to like the Syria regime try to make and to catch each one didn't need it or didn't like uh, uh, support his ideology some of these thousands of people they are arrested when they are go to the Syrian regime area and they ask him to have a passport or to ID or to some document they are arrested and no one know now 
what's happening with with them. At least, uh, uh, at least uh, uh, some of the organization, uh, a local organization, they say 23,000 young men arrested during they are found some like asking the Syrian regime a passport or ID or some of documentation, try to register his marriage or his like his father's died or his education or asking or during his like studying in the uh, in the university or during his like in the queue needed a passport to traveling outside Syrian, they are arrested. This total, this um, this all these thousands just because they ask about needed some document. So four million now living in North Syrian, they can't go to the Syrian regime to have or to ask him a passport or ID or some document. I'm a lucky I can go to the embassy in the EU country and then they have some like some law and some rule to can you can go to the embassy but in the Syrian no one can go to the Syrian uh, area uh, under control Syria regime because they didn't have any accountability if they arrested them or if they are like captured them yeah why would you spend $800 on something that only lasts for two years, right? Even if you do have access to it, that's something that many people, um, not just people within Syria, wouldn't be able to consider or afford. It's just easier to stay put. But then, of course, um, you know, there's 20, there's 21 million people that are without food and electricity and basic resources. That's also a reason to leave and to move. So there are no easy answers, are there? I think it is a big problem for all Syrians, especially refugees or those those who live in north northern Syria. I mean, in the area outside the Syria regime control, and they can go to the regime area to get documents. It's really problem. You can you can think just one moment that you don't have any document. All you have your name. You can't travel. You can't study. You can die in peace. You feel like you are living in a big prison. In a big like prison. Just you living without anything. So I feel this is like a person for me and for a, a million of the Syrian living inside Syria and in the like country refugees outside Syria. All for just trying to access identity documents that many of us take for granted on an everyday basis, right? So Ali, as a Syrian journalist, you have really unique access and lots of things that you can talk about and and share and discuss on different platforms and highlight. Why choose to focus on the issue identity and documentation for Syrians when so many other issues are coming, you know, or Syrians are facing every day? Was there and was there a reason you personally felt drawn to this topic? Until now, my mother, she's still alive in the Syrian regime because I can't 
send her documentation to the like service uh, center to say she's died. I didn't have any documents for her. So in the Syrian like uh, like uh, uh, in the Syrian center like uh, uh, like organization, she's still alive, but she's died already. She passed away from seven years ago. Like me, million if Syrian can't like register her marriage or they are like died or study or education or traveling because they didn't have these uh, these documents. So like me, million of people waiting to have some solution. I, you know, as I told you in the beginning, I'm lucky to have one kind of this document with $8,000, but other can't receiving this document and they can't going to the area and they can't having the passport and they can't, they don't have all this uh, money and they already, if they have this money, they can't go to the Syria regime uh, area because the Syria regime will capture them, will arrest them. So they can't go. And the only having now the solution they have it, they still and waiting to maybe find some solution in the future to having and solve this problem. Of course, it's just not getting the coverage because it's not as big of an impact. It's not as shocking. You can't really see what happens in the same way that a barrel bomb, we can see what happens from that. We can see what happens from, you know, chemical warfare being used. Um, I have a question for you, Ali, and that's along the lines um, of voting in Syria. You know, last year there was an election and um, it seemed very, from the outside, it seemed very democratic. But um, knowing how many people don't have access to documentation in Syria. Are those people allowed to vote if they don't have any documentation? No, they can go to the vote. They can go to school. They can go to the like uh, to the hospital. They can go to any kind of service. They are living just in the camp with the name. If some people also died um, yesterday. Uh, there are some groups in the North Syrian publishing with uh, five with a family making accident in North Syrian. No one know who this family because they didn't have any documentation. So the problem not just as a voted the problem if you have this document, some they can know who are you. You can go to school, you can go to the hospital, you can go, you can receiving some service. But when you, ha- you don't have this documentation, if you died also, I didn't say if you need to marriage, if you need to study, if you need to travel, if you died also, no one know who are you. No, no, can, no one can make anything for you. Just they will, uh, as I told you, you 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 feeling living as a prison you can't make anything 
just your life stop and just you living in this present waiting some like solution in the end absolutely in the meantime though we know you know from the work that we did on the documentary that there is a temporary solution um, that people go to on a regular basis which is to go to a forger did you Yes, some, some like, 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 especially when I'm, I'm lost my document, the first thing I like, uh, like when uh, our house was bombed with barrel bombing, all documents were gone. I don't have any documents at that time. The first thing, uh, like uh, trunking, I thought after losing my paper and document was to take a look forage because I can't go to a regime area to obtain a passport. Uh, I will be arrested because I'm a journalist. Uh, 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 I, I also because you know you should to 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 understanding about the people living inside Syrian and outside in the area control and uh, I mean in the country with the refugees, Turkey, Lebanon, Jordan, and Iraq, and other, and the, some people like traveling to other country in Europe or other. These people living in the EU country, they have some like uh, chance to having a passport, but the people living in the, uh, like in the Turkey or Lebanon or Jordan or inside Syria, they didn't have all this money and they didn't have this chance to receiving a passport. So like thousands and millions of them tried to going to for book because they needed finally a passport and ID to continue their life and the passport or some paper and uh, 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 to continue the education. So this is, they think, this is one of the solution they can continue the life with these fake documents. With some of their real information on it. We, we know that, that that's not a sustainable solution. And I'm really looking forward to looking at what sustainable solutions are out there throughout the rest of this podcast series. Not having access to documentation makes life almost impossible for hundreds of thousands of Syrians and undocumented persons around the world. And our documentary shows how four families suffer. And you've, Ali, have faced consequences of this at the highest level with the loss of your mother. And while this is the biggest issue we discuss in the podcast series, there are also negative aspects of being documented that I believe you wrote about in an article for The Guardian for men of a certain age like yourself. Do you mind telling me a bit about issues Syrian men of military age face who live abroad, so not even within Syria and possibly being stopped and arrested, but what are the issues for men who get out, who are the lucky ones, who are documented um, and are living outside Syria? Yes, military service is is like um, mandatory from Syria, mean between the age of 18 and 42 the Syria regime issued a decision uh, that's very every person who 
don't go to the army or pay a cash like amount of $8,000 will take all that he and his family own from the homes and landed. So the government and the Syrian regime find some like a way to receiving a money cash by euro and dollar. And each one like didn't need it also to pay these thousands, as I told you, $8,000, the Syria regime will take uh, uh, that he and his family, uh, the home or landed. So it's, I think it's a new way uh, to make a money, Bashar al-Assad and Syria regime to make a money uh, by issuing a passport, because as I told you, each one need to make a passport, should to have and to pay $8,000. And next, he should to pay $8,000. So by issuing passport or uh, forcing refugees to pay uh, an army service allowance, the Syria regime found a new way to receiving a money by euro and dollar. And uh, uh, also because as i told as i told you in the in the beginning the syria regime each time try to find some way to have and to take a money from the syrian outside syria and to receiving some money by cash some cash money by euro or dollar so i think this is other other problem uh, will happen in the future soon with uh, thousands of people in the EU and other country, refugees country. Uh, because, because we think first the people need to find solution to documentation and to passport. They are waiting some solution. And when you take a look and to have a new problem, so they will forget the documentation and they will forget the passport and the ID and to focus the new problem, these people. But the problem still, the 4 million in North Syria waiting some solution to having a passport and ID and million of the Syrian refugees in the country neighborhood like Turkey and Lebanon and Jordan Still, they have the same problem. They can't go to the education. They can't register the kids. They can't. Uh, they don't have any kind of uh, document or passport, and they feeling they are living in the present, and they hope to find a solution in the future. So, do you feel? that documentation is a form of control that the government is using in Syria? Of course, because uh, the, 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 the Syria regime, all what they needed to, to having like, uh, like um, uh, they needed, they needed to, to make some things uh, with like with a new problem to all the people going outside area Syrian regime area, 
they needed to find a new problem. They needed to find a new thing because with the new problem, the people then, because I think um, in the finally, he asked and he need all the people to back to his area to ask him a document and to ask him uh, like uh, some kind of passport or document or ID, then he can arrest them. He can like uh, 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 like put put them in the in the prison or that he can take from them thousands of dollar. He using them as like a player because when as a government ask. Uh, each like, person needed like a, a you mean like a pawn like yes a pawn a... yes as a pawn because each one when the government when you, like in the UK now or, or US or in the Sweden here in Sweden if you need to make a passport you can go to the uh, as a citizen Swedish citizen just you should to pay thirty five dollar and you can receiving a passport for 10 years you have id card you have digital id you have all documents you can fix it online but in the syria if you need a passport you should to pay eight thousand eight hundred dollar for two years if you need to make your id new id or to update your information you should to go to the Damascus under uh, uh, control Syria regime and maybe they will arrested you and they will capture you and as as I told you 23,000 young men arrested during they are update there are information or during the asking uh, some passport or some kind uh, document so no one thinking to go to the Syria regime area to ask him to have a new passport or to have a new ID. They are living in the North Syrian and they feeling they are living as in the prison and they hope to find some solution soon. To be documented or undocumented? That is the question. Your experiences, Ali, prove there is no easy answer to that question. But there are a lot of ways that we can explore the possibilities to both of these, both being documented and undocumented throughout the rest of the series. And I can't thank you enough for being a part of this first episode of the Forged podcast series and your continued work making an impact for undocumented Syrians and people everywhere. So thank you so much, Ali. Thank you so much, Lauren. You made amazing work. And thank you so much. Crisis, conflict, and climate disasters can strike at any time to anyone, anywhere. And if or when it does, do you have what is required to prove who you are? Listen to new episodes of the inaugural season of Forged every month, wherever you listen to your podcasts.